Uh, that song is absolute music to my ears, not just because it's another Tuesday, Teamless Tuesday SC report here, but because it's about the 78th time I tried to get that going here. I don't know if it's you, Lakey, the common denominator. Every time we do a pod together, something goes wrong, but we're here, I think. <laughs> the mics are working. I'm good. How are you, mate? Mate, I am just glad it's not my computer this time that's screwing <laughs> up. So I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Oh, I love it, mate. Yeah, that internet out at um, out at Ipswich Way is finally uh, finally working. You might be on the NBN, but no, I finally got technical difficulties aside. We're here to chat through another uh, well, big Tuesday, and uh, it's still going because I've just had a look before we've gone to air. What is it here? Eight uh, fifty p.m. Tuesday night. I think they're still deliberating the whole Kevin Proctor, Sean Johnson biting thing. Um, what is going on there? Who knows, mate? Looking at the videos on Saturday night when um, when it happened, it, it seemed pretty clear um, that he he tried to take a chomp, a bit of a pre a mid game snack, if you will. But um, <laughs> he, yeah, it's it's come out since like Sean Johnson blew up supreme in the game too, absolutely blew up. Um, got right in Proctor's face. But, you know, since then he's come out and gone, no, I'm going to go in and talk to the judiciary on his behalf and try and sort this out so he doesn't miss any games. So I've got no idea what's going on and what could be taking so long to get to a a result. Well, they've said uh, there was no... No bite marks, no teeth marks, just some red on the arm there. Kevin Proctor said it's uh, his sinus issues. Not sure what the go is there, but it's one of the most bizarre judiciary hearings I've ever seen in my life. I can't quite recall anything uh, with as much furor as this, but um, oh well, just another day in rugby league. How much we love it. Anyway, uh, outside of that, we'll keep following that along as we go throughout the pod just to see where that ends up. But um, it's a good one here, mate. We've got a fair bit to cover here. We'll go, of course, around the grounds, not that you um, wanted to, uh, just to see how our super coach sides respectively are faring and, of course, Kirk up watch. Uh, we'll talk briefly on, because we're in the basically the run home here, it really is uh, head-to-head finals just around the corner as well and uh, six weeks to go in the super coach season, so it is really heating up here. We'll talk Uh, Briefly on the strategy we have going forward uh, to close the year out, Uh, I thought we'd bring back unpopular opinion of the week. Uh, I haven't done this one too much so far throughout the year, but um, I don't know. I just wanted to be a bit more controversial in this podcast here. Um, I've had Wenon on, I've had Stasi on, and we're all pretty agreeable people. Um, But given it's your side versus mine this week, I'm feeling the, the tension in the air. I reckon we can... Throw out some controversy and uh, and see how that goes. So for for one week only, potentially unpopular opinion of the week is back. Uh, of course, the the news coming out of today: injury and suspension updates. Uh, the teamless Tuesday analysis, which I'm reliably informed you've stepped in because Wenon just couldn't cut the mustard this week. How is that? Uh, how's that going? Are you through all eight games yet? Yeah, mate. I've just hit post about 15 minutes ago, mate. The people were calling for a change up. They wanted some new, refreshing voices, someone who knew football. Um, so I've <laughs> stepped in to take the reins and put together a little bit of something. So. Um, it's it's up on the site now. By the time everybody hears this, it'll definitely be up there. But yeah, go take a look. Yeehaw, indeed, mate. Yeah, fantastic. Well, that's it. I, I should have warned you before we went to air. So Wenon is on the uh, do not bring back to the podcast list. One um, 
one particular listener wasn't too happy with his constant references to the AFL to uh, NFL, which I know you're a fan of, uh, yeah. among other things, and his holiday plans and all that. He's basically thrown the towel in for the year. So I've brought you back because I know you're a consummate professional, mate. Uh, you've stepped up to the plate to do Teamless Tuesday, and you'll take us right through this podcast. Uh, so we'll, we'll do the uh, game by game, see some of the big ins and outs there. Uh, we'll close out with a couple of interesting plays for this week, just in terms of who we might be looking at for centre wings. So I know we covered that in fairly big detail last week, when in and I, but we'll just rehash that one there. As well as the uh, the big news coming out was uh, the Payne Haas suspension took the other guilty plea two weeks out. So a lot of cash to sit on your pine. We'll look at some of the potential replacements if you're desperate for one there. And then, of course, finish with our captaincy and trade options for the week. So a fairly stacked pod. Let's get right into it mate around the grounds uh i'll let you we have to. lead off mate <laughs> it's probably about the same position we were uh was it a couple of weeks ago when we had you on the pod here so how's how are the uh i can't remember your team name how's how's the lakeys going no they're not great i'm bouncing between about thirty thousand and thirty five thousand every week you know up a couple k down a couple k i just cannot strike a big score i'm just floating it's awful Oh, it snowballs this game. I, I swear last year I was in the same position as you. Just everything I was doing um, wasn't working out, uh, Captain Morgan. But, um, <laughs> I mean, even you've made some pretty shrewd acquisitions. You, you were telling me just before over the last yeah, couple of weeks. Yeah, I've just decided I'm not going to follow the crowd. I'm going to go for some of the pod plays. I've got uh, Mitch Barnett and I've got Jazz Tavanga. Um, so I've been trying to go a little bit outside the box, some of those really like low ownership guys um, to make up some ground and basically just bring in guys that I'm enjoying watching play because I've got no chance of making up any ground anymore. So I may as well enjoy it. Oh, mate, it's half the thing. Like, there's so many cracking games of football going on right now. Even last weekend, um, some close games and all that. Sometimes, it, or if your super coach season's sort of done and dusted, you can do, can just sit back and enjoy it. Um, yeah. It's one thing I really love is, is finals footy. Um, even when my side is inevitably out and won't be there this year, you can just sit back and enjoy rugby league for what it is. So well, anyway, I love else, it. I love the. Uh, if nothing else, your boys are still trying to be the best team in Queensland, and they got a good shot at it. Well, let's see. We got touched up by the Titans a couple of weeks ago, so um, we'll be stinging. But the uh, the final game of the regular season for us is against the Broncos. So yeah. gone from what was it? Um, rivalry of <laughs> exactly spoon bowl rivalry of the decade to uh, basically a yeah, uh, spoon bowl indeed. So that'll be a, a fantastic Thursday night. Right, uh, gather the troops and head down to that one. The worst team in Queensland. What a title! Um, personally, doing pretty okay with with Supercoach six hundred and. 17th so a far cry from last year everything's going okay i haven't been hit by the injury curse and i think that is basically all it's come down to this season i don't think my picks have been that uh you know spectacular or or super lucky i think i've just avoided the injury train um unfortunately for kirk up it's um been a, a bit of a fall from grace he's still like 213th you would absolutely take that at the start of the season, but um, I'm hearing less and less from him. Have you heard anything out of the boy in the last couple of rounds? It's all sort of fallen apart. I heard from him today in our NFL chat about um, hard knocks starting up, but that's been about it. He, he's been gone quiet on the super coach front, uh, a bit of a fall from grace for the poor guy. But, mate, I'd be, I'd be loving, I'd pay any good money to be 213th from where I am. Well, that's it. I mean, he, he was, was it sixth or so? So it, well, it is true. a fair way down. 
But um, oh, just a, a great result for him. And I think just going back to basics, not watching the game, talking about NFL, that <laughs> might be the be the strategy to close the year out. He could still climb back up that ladder. Um, speaking of strategy, so we'll move on from there. Just in terms of what you and I are doing over the next six weeks, obviously it's the business end. Uh, we're starting to clean out some of the deadwood. Hopefully there's not too much left in your side. Um, but basically it's come down to... For me, guns and nuffs is the the way to go, and that's where I've been leaning the last couple of rounds. So not looking too uh, much down the pod territory, not looking at cheapies. There's just not enough time left. Um, so basically, if you're a mid-ranger, I'm just not sure about you. I'm not bothering with you. Um, conversely, and that's just to be safe. That's just I want to finish in the top 1K, nothing more. Um no too lofty expectations or anything but it's just the sensible way but in your case and it might be for others that are trying to crack um, up into a certain ranking level um, is that the strategy you're adopting or are you going more throwing some darts and hoping for the best no i I think you've got to play it that way because there's guys like um, matt dory for the bulldogs he gets his second game of the year this week and he's in the starting side so that'd be awesome usually but there's only, what, five, six games left of the year. There's not enough time for him to make any good money and you to capitalize on it. So um, it's better off just, you know, cashing out with the guys you've got, going down and, and to a, you know, a basement cheapie so you can get a solid 18, 19 in. Avoid the AE nightmares. That's that's the biggest thing. I reckon a couple of weeks ago, people were talking about Andrew Davey. He was for Parramatta. He was one of the most traded in. And now it's he's either on the extendeds or the interchange itself and scoring absolutely nothing. So now's the, the time of year when you could really be looking at um, the VC loophole as a pretty um, viable option if you don't have too many of those guys well, around. It's so. insane that um, and not to step on our toes for the team's but there have been a couple of guys who have come back in who could be an AE nightmare. Um, Jamil Hopawati springs to mind. I know he got a call up onto the bench this week. So if you're still holding those sorts of guys too, it's just become a bit of another hurdle that you've got to look at. I've just taken a look around as well at guys that surely or hopefully, fingers crossed, won't be AE nightmares, won't be that Jamil Hopawati that reappears or even um, is it Jake Avarillo for the dogs as well, named in 17, absolute killer there. But uh, I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, so we'll just run through the names pretty quickly. But if you're looking for a, a bargain basement nuff, uh, there's should be dual position, so you can shuffle them around for trades and things. Um, center wing, you got Benny Trebojevic and Jared Anderson. Uh, Anderson for the dogs there, always a, a favorite in this position. Uh, B Turbo, I've never seen on team list, so I would presume safe. Um, I don't think he those... actually got pulled up from the development squad, um, so I think he's not even in the top 30 and he can't play. There you go. Absolutely. Lock him in. You're not going to have to worry about a, a five-point score or anything ruining the average. Although, given the name, he'll probably turn out to be an absolute star down the track. We'll see. Uh, in the halves, there's not much, by the way, of cheapies here, but we've got Brock Lamb, who I've got in my side. He's about 201K. He's off playing local league in Maitland, so I think he's pretty much retired from the NRL. Uh, no chance of getting back into that Parramatta side, so that's what you want to see. Uh, but Tyson Gamble as well for the Broncos. He's uh, looking okay. Sean O'Sullivan's been named in the extended, so... So Gamble had that one or two week 
uh, stint in the Broncos side in a, in a pretty horrible year, but he looks nowhere to be seen. So he's about 180 odd K, a little cheaper. If you're looking for a downgrade in your halves there. And then in the Fords, plenty of spots for them. Uh, guy, I've got Caleb Milne for the Sharks. Uh, I've had him for a couple of weeks now. He's again looking nowhere to be seen. And Luca Moretti for the Roosters looks the next best here. Um, he's one of the few that hasn't been given a run in this pretty wretched run of them for injuries. So Luca looks to be the one you want there. A couple of guys floating around that might have stung people um, or might sting people going forward. Tom Ayle for the Warriors. He's been named in the extended, so he's floating around. Dane Laurie for the Panthers. He's floating around as well. And Old Mate Bailey for the Roosters, who got a start a couple of weeks ago and is still floating around that extended. So buy it, beware for those. But there's, um, yeah, some nice genuine nuffs for anyone who wants to downgrade this week. Uh, mate, let's move on to unpopular opinion of the week. I uh, gave you this one to you at very short notice, so um, I don't know if you've been able to scratch one together, but I guess I can I can lead in first here. But my unpopular opinion for this week is that Teddy is uh, more of a captaincy play than Nathan Cleary this week. So I know a lot of people are basically setting and forgetting Nathan Cleary and have been stung by Teddy in a, in a pretty... Uh, poor runner form for him but I've got a strong feel and this is going to be a big game from Teddy here um, I know the Roosters are a bit depleted but um, Trent Robertson coached sides don't tend to stay down for for too long and I, I really like if he's stung a lot of people not a lot of people will be looking at him particularly because you got your boy KP coming up against the Cowboys Sunday afternoon so he'll be a very popular option um, but yeah, if I'm captaining anyone this week, it's going to be James Tedesco and Nathan Cleary, uh, who we'll get into a bit later. Uh, I've got on my uh, definitely do not captain for this week. That's a big uh, call. Thoughts on that one? That's a big call. He's been on in just insane form at the moment. So yeah, that's not that's not um, that is an unpopular call. So I don't know, mate. I don't know if I can back you in on that one. I don't know. I just have a feeling that Panthers v Sharks, uh, who's, who Cleary's got, is going to be a bit of a grinding affair. I think um, uh, Penrith have been up for quite a while. They did get the job done last week against the Warriors. Took them a while. I just think they might spread the ball a little more to Luai this week. So I've just got a feeling it could be a 40-50 odd week coming up for Cleary. So I'm just a little wary of sticking the straight to see on him. So I'm hoping for a bounce back from Teddy now that everyone's off him. Uh, but anyway, have you got a unpopular opinion in the last ten minutes? That's <laughs> very short minutes. notice. I'm sure you can deliver. Um, yeah, I don't know if it is an unpopular opinion. I mean, we could look at stuff like David Nofaluma being a trade out and that sort of stuff. Like, but that's been spoken about to death. Um, my unpopular opinion is that um, is it Brian Kelly is the buy of the week. The kid's been on fire in the wings. Um, and Canberra has kind of just been leaky on, you know, from those edges lately. Even the Broncos sort of troubled them at stages last week. Tony Staggs tore him up a couple of times in that first half. So I think Brian Kelly could be a really good run home option. Um, but I couldn't even. <laughs> that is not unpopular to me, mate. I am loving that opinion because. Big Kelly is my trade in this week. Is he? There <laughs> so, you go. Goes against everything. He's with the Titans. Uh, exactly. Chasing last week's yeah. points. But I mean, but- he's got a run of 57, 71, 92, 105. Um, you know, against some decent competition, Penrith, Sydney, and and the Sharks um, in there. He plays Canberra this week, which, as I said, they're tough, but they can be leaky. But then he's got the Dragons, Dogs, and Broncos, the three after that. So, yeah, he might be one to, to jump on board. 
So I know a lot of people are saving the, the cash a little bit or finding a, a more of a bargain in Talakai. So are you saying that Kelly is more of a buyer than him? I think so. Um, my only concern with Talakai is he's playing in the forward, so he's not as sure of uh, a try, uh, which he got last week. Um, and then you've got Andrew Fafita coming back in. Um Talakai seems to have taken Britain Nakora's spot just on merit, but you never know what's going to happen down the run. So if Fafita comes back and they shuffle that forward pack, maybe Talakai goes to the bench. I'm not sure. Yeah. It'd be it'd be a tough one for him to lose given he's he's played he quite is in well. Great and form. He's, yeah, yeah, that's right. But again, like it was Nakora's spot from the start of the year. So it's just bizarre how how far away he's fallen. Um but, yeah, definitely a few errors in his game and all that, and Talakai's taken it with both hands. But, yeah, as you said, there's, a, there's always going to be that risk there, whereas Kelly looks pretty much set in that Titan side. All righty, Matt, it's your your forte here with the oh, Teamless Tuesday news. Let's start with the injuries and suspensions. Uh, so today, a couple of uh, surprising ones or maybe longer stints on the sidelines than first thought. Dale Fanuk and Dale Fanukane, he is gone for six weeks, uh, so possibly only looking at the finals and the run home for the Storm there. Uh, so he's out with a calf injury. Jai Arrow, who's looked very troubled last weekend with that, I think it was a rib complaint. Um, shoulder. Shoulder he complaint. Got Smashed by Talakai, ended up landing on his shoulder. He, um, I don't know if you watched it, but he demanded the ball back and ran straight at Talakai again, only to pull up and get smashed again. Um, <laughs> so, ended up succumbing to that shoulder injury at halftime, and, yeah, now he's missing the week. Yeah, they, they were talking if it has to go to surgery, that'll be his last game for the Titans. So on to the, the Bunnies next year for him. So it's been a bit of a disappointing year for Arrow, unfortunately, if that's the way that it ends. But hoping for better news for him. And his Titans teammate, Dale Copley, out for the season, uh, potentially with a pec injury. Um, so I guess bright side there is, is just continues to firm up Brian Kelly's spot in that side. Got a fair few backs. Got Corey Thompson. He he killed he's it over really the stiff. I said that in the team yep. analysis tonight. I think he's really stiff to have missed out. He's been one of their best in the last couple of weeks. So I don't. I can't see why he was dropped out of everybody. But I'm not the coach. Hmm. Stacked sides. A rough times for really? Corey. <laughs> well, they got. Big Brian Kelly there. They've got Philip Sammy, the Don, AJ Brimson. Cartwright down there somewhere. <laughs> Peachy on the bench. <laughs> uh, yeah, they can call up Shannon Boyd if he ever wants to come out of retirement. It is a stacked side this year. Uh, suspension news. So we'll go for the ones we know. Ellie Katoa gone for a week. Liam Knight gone for a week. Payne Haas, two weeks. Uh, Jesse Bromwich been found guilty at the judiciary for dangerous contact. Uh, one week out for him. And the guys that are still rattling on, you've got Terrell Fuimona, who's yet to, he must just be sitting there twiddling his thumbs on the Zoom call, waiting for Kevin Proctor to just hurry up and get found guilty. But uh, Proctor's still going, so you get to see what happens with them. I guess um, Terrell Fuimona is probably relevant, but um, Kevin Proctor is good news if he does get suspended for any bow firmer owners. I'm not sure if you're one. I'm not. I managed to avoid that AE. But, um, yes. yeah, it should see him come into the starting side, you would think. Um 
Yeah, it's a bit of a, like, you imagine looking at the bench there, he would be the next one to come in, and he had that starting second row spot a, a few weeks ago. So, hoping, hopefully, it's uh, one less head scratcher, because I've got him floating around as well. So, he's the one one potential AE nightmare that I've got. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm hoping for you, Kevin, that um, they see the bite marks and, and see you out for a week, no matter what the, uh, the bro code, the SJ bro code that you might be breaking. Um, alrighty, some of the guys that uh, are not yet named, they looked, or some of these were potentially coming back this week. So if you've still got them floating in your side, it hurts a little bit here. But uh, name number one on the guy we're waiting to come back, Cam Smith, still a week away with that shoulder injury. Um, guess they're just playing it carefully with him, given the way that the Storm are faring. Well, they're still um, winning games without their yeah. big two. They just pumped the Roosters, um, you know basically courtesy of Pappenhausen and and um, Riley Jacks. So it's amazing what they can do down there. I hate them, but God, they're a good team. <laughs> it's a, you hate them because you ain't them. That's just the, unfortunately, the among other things with the Storm. But, um, yeah, they're just from strength to strength. And then a big game this week. I thought um, potentially if they got done by the Roosters last week, this would have been a game maybe they they bring him back early for but uh, against the Eels it'd be a tough assignment but um, again getting the job done so why not give him the extra rest in those weary legs it's actually coming second I I really do not look at the ladder now that I'm just worried about uh, not winning the wooden spoon I haven't even really looked at the top eight but uh, what do we got Melbourne 24 points Penrith on 25 Parramatta 22 and a massive for and against for Melbourne so they really are comfortable up there so Absolutely no need to rush them back. Uh, so it could potentially mean Cam Munster, who looks around a week or two away still with that knee injury, could um, could be rested as well next week. Um, again, they just seem to be playing it pretty calmly there. So I've still got Munster, um, hoping he comes back sooner rather than later. But a couple here, maybe you know a little bit more about these guys and how they're progressing. I've just taken sort of what NRL.com is saying. Um, Angus Crichton, uh, a week away. Yeah, he's been a week away for the last two, three weeks. So I'm not sure what's going on, whether they're just, um, again, being cautious with him. But um, mm. every chance he gets named next week and every chance he doesn't, it's they seem to, you know, seems to be an update each week either way. Because uh, trades this week, I was really looking at Smith potentially and Crichton as, as buyers this week just to jump the gun on them and because I don't have too many other fires fortunately so I was I was actually um, tempted to bring in uh, especially Crichton I like to get the the jump on him and I've figured he'd be raring to go a big role to play with this Roosters side so I guess um, moves those guys back to next week but I mean what would you do with Crichton is he a guy that you'd jump on straight away he's got, got a pretty hefty break even but um, he does, I guess we're looking at points now from injury um, but yeah absolutely I'll be looking at him as soon as he's back because the biggest concern with Crichton to start of the year was did he have that um, edge position locked down? How many minutes was he going to get? Was Orbison going to come in and take his spot at any given time? But now Orbison's broken his wrist. He's not around. There's so many injuries down at the Chooks that they'd have to play him for 80 minutes. So you don't have to worry about those question marks anymore. And and Gussie was pushing out some big scores before he got hurt. So at, as soon as he's back, he'll be back in my side, I think. Yep. No, good call. Uh, Tommy Turbo, he's the next on the, the list. Hasler came out after last week's game and said a couple of weeks away still. I wasn't sure whether the old dog was foxing and, and you know, playing it down like he normally does. But um, have you got any insight? I think Physio might have put something up about them just being quite cautious with 
the hammy. Is there any news on Turbo? No, I haven't heard anything definitive. And I think you'd have to be um, pretty careful with him considering how often he's been hurting those. But, yeah, it's um, – last I heard he was due back around 17. So, I've just, I've just found – physio's tweet as we're talking um apparently scans have revealed that his hamstring is 95 percent healed but not quite enough for him to rejoin full team training and starting to sound like round 17 plus is the most likely return date so yeah that's pretty much what i heard and it sounds like they're still aiming for them yeah what are they they're four points out of the eight so it's sort of um yeah really getting into alarm bells time for them they need to start winning some games three losses on the trot for them so yeah i'd imagine yeah, they'd be trying to get him back as soon as they could. So I guess for his welfare, there. And if he cool. does, so if he does come back in round seventeen, that'd be against the Tigers. Then he's got the Dogs, Titans, and Warriors to finish the year. So it's going to be a, a very tough decision about which one of the big three fullbacks you leave out. Yeah, geez, was it Jordan Kahu? Um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's <laughs> back. I think of <laughs> Chan Zuckel Clock's dad. <laughs> uh, who else have we got? Yeah, the big Adam three. Dewey. No, that's, that, <laughs> Adam Dewey. Adam Dewey, trail. Um, no, that's right. It's uh, I guess it's it's probably one. I'll, I'll probably end up not bringing him in just because I've got the Ponga and Teddy thing, and I don't want to take too many and risks. Because you're doing well, and so yes. me on the other hand. I'll probably be trading out both Teddy and Ponga just to afford Turbo. But you know what? There's going to be a lot of guys either floating in that top 10, maybe the top 100, whatever it is. They need to make some late ground. Um, yeah, why the hell not? Why not go a, a Turbo? Because it's going to be absolute pod territory. So going to be a very tough watch for any non-owners in that <laughs> that run he's got. But uh, eagerly awaiting some news on him. And finally for the Tigers here, Harry Grant is still a week away by the by the sounds, which is good news for him. Um, Hooker is a pretty stacked position. Appy Corusau is doing pretty well. Cam McKenna's Cam Smith is coming back as well. Uh, I know how well Harry Grant was going, but is he in the same boat in terms of is a, a guy you'd look at trading back in for the run home, or is his run this year pretty much done and dusted? Uh, the Tigers are now entering a really tough um, part of their draw. I think they've got you know they've got all top eight sides from here on out, and and it's going to be really tough for them, but. I don't know. Do you, hookers don't usually tend to worry about that. Like Grant may not get as many attacking stats, but his mm. defensive stats will still be well up there. He'll be a solid, you know, 60 to 70. Um, but it's just whether you're going to run with him, you know, on the merit of he was rookie-based and you brought him in and he's made your money. So you cut as you would any other rookie um, and go with the guns. But that's another tough call. If you... If you're trying to make up ground, it wouldn't be the worst option to bring him in, I don't think, and hope he can jag something. Yeah. The only thing I'd be worried about is whether he goes back to those. You know, he played a couple of hour-long stints on the park, but he did predominantly play 80 minutes. But um, what do they ease him back in? Well, that's uh, right. And Jacob Little came back last mm. weekend for his first game in a fair while um, due to injury, and he got through relatively well. I'm hearing he's a bit sore, but, you know, pulled up okay. So, um I mean, Grant's going back to the Storm next year. So, do the Tigers just sort of start cutting his minutes now? They're, they, they're going to need a miracle to sort of – they're sitting in ninth, surprisingly, at the moment. Um, and they've got a really tough run home. So, do they just start wheeling back his minutes and ramping up little, hoping to, you know, spark something for next year? 
Yeah, who knows? I actually, um, yeah, I think there's a fair bit of conjecture about whether he will actually go back or what the goal is. Could be another fun uh, off season in the NRL. Will he? Won't he? Can't wait for that one because that's pretty much all I've got to look forward to as I look at the ladder and my uh, North Queenslanders are sitting in 14th. Anyhow, let's uh, take a quick break and then we'll come back and do uh, your area, the team list Tuesday news. And we're actually going to add a little uh, bit of spice into this round the, the grounds as well with a boom and bust candidate, a player that we think will go large, a player we think will not. So we'll add that into the mix here as we go around and we'll come back from a quick little break. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Alrighty, Lakey, back to jump into it here. You're fresh off of writing your fantastic article on all the team list analysis for this week. So I'm going to throw to you a fair bit here because okay. I'm sure you've done a lot of in-depth, detailed, and much more thorough than when in analysis. Yeah, sure. Let's start game by game. Uh, some of the big changes. Eels v Storm. So this would have been an easy one for you. Yep. Parramatta, no Parramatta, changes. No changes. They've rolled out the exact same team that lost to the Dragons last week. So... Um, now, obviously, full strength. They're happy with what they've got, so they're just rolling with it. And the store, mate, what's happened? Well, as you said before, Finucane's out. Fin- what did you say, Finucane? He's gone. Dale Finucane. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Tino F is into the starting lock position at the moment, um, and that's only due to Cam Smith being out and Brendan Smith is playing that hooking position. Um but now Jesse Bromwich is out as well. As we heard, he's been suspended for the, the week. Um, so who comes on for him? You'd, you'd, you'd think it's Nass and then who fills in for Nass off the bench? I'm not sure at this stage. Um, but the other big one out for the Storm is Vinavalu. Um, he copped a big heavy hit swinging arm sort of thing um, against the Chooks last week, broke his jaw. So he's out until finals time as well. Um, but Shandor Earl comes in for his first run of the year. Um, Shandy. The old Shandy. Nothing like a shandy on a late Thursday night. So <laughs> heavy, heavy, heavy shandy <laughs> in my household. Oh, big stuff there. So actually, um, on this one, I don't know if you call me crazy, but I'm keeping Tino F in. I had him earmarked for a, a big trade out. Was going to move him to Angus, um, or move him on regardless. But uh, he's got a massive break even, about 120 odd. But um, I don't know. I'm just well, keeping his, him around. That lock his ton has handy. rolled out of his average mm. now, um, so that explains the break even. But the kid's a workhorse. He gets after it. He goes hard every time. So at a starting lock position, you, you should see 60 to 65, you would think, especially considering how depleted the Storm are. Um, you know, who's going to come in and spell him from Tom Eisenhuth and Albert Vede? Um, 
So he should, he oh, could play it. big minutes, mm. and he's an attacking force when he gets the ball. So yeah, it, I, I'd I'd endorse playing him this week. I think. I cannot wait for Nathan Brown v Tino. Oh, that is a be brutal. Mate, mate, Neither of them will take a backward step. It's going to be awesome. No, can't wait. So I reckon uh, just on that basis, I reckon they'll they'll be up for this one. Tino, a lot of work to be done. He's going to lose cash. I know that next week, but um, I don't know. It'll be fun to own him in this game here. Uh, so sorry, we'll go through our boom and bust before I jump uh, in. Just another one. Sorry, just before we move off the storm, I just realised Jerome Hughes um, suffered just. A, I've got here a minor groin issue. Lol. Um, but he, um, <laughs> Haven't we? All? Yeah, we were all suffering with that one in the cold winter nights. But um, he's been named, obviously. But they've got Cooper. Um, what's his name? Johns. Cooper Johns on the bench there to just come in if um, Hughes can't get up for that game. So it could be another late switch. Uh, that that was not a pun. Yeah. <laughs> it worked though. On <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, yeah, so interesting times ahead. Um, again, Storm will just find a way where they always do. Boom and bust, mate. Uh, new addition here to the team lists one. Uh, I've gone Nathan Brown to be the boom player and Mitch Moses to have a down game. Yeah, uh, right. Thoughts on those? Yeah, I, I was going to say Moses before I saw you had it down here. The Storm pretty much restrict any of the playmakers. You throw Gutho in there as well. Um, so, yeah, and as I said, Brownie's going to be great to watch. So, on that train of thought, and we spoke about it just before, I'll throw in Tino F as my boom, um, and I know you'll like that. But as you said, really looking forward to those two going toe-to-toe. Um, and bust, I'll put Gutho, as as I said. He doesn't have the kick in anymore, so it's kind of reduced his scores a little bit. And just like Melbourne with all their injuries, they kept Teddy to about 60 points last week. Um, hmm. So Gutho's going to be in for a long night, I think. I like it, mate. Good calls. Pennies v. The, the Sharks. So, again, Penrith no changes and Sharks no changes. SJ still being named but suffering a, a groin issue there. Um, any other news of note for those two sides, mate? No, not really. Dylan Edwards is, Edwards is officially back. He was a late in. Um, for the Penrith, um, just looking at the team list, Brian Toto has been named in the number 19 jersey. Um, so he's sort of due back around this time, maybe next weekend as well um, from an ankle injury. If he comes back, you'd think Tyrone May moves to the bench and Dane Laurie gets the chop, I would think. Hmm. Um, It'd be lovely if Stephen Crichton moved away as a non-owner. Non- non- yeah, geez, he's fun to watch, but it's the same as Nofo. Really fun to watch in real life, but it sucks when you're a non-owner. Jesus Mm. Um, yeah, cool. And Boom and bust, mate. I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, you're putting me on the spot again. I'm going to go Josh Mansour to Boom this week. He doesn't score a lot of tries, but I reckon he's going to get one this week and he's going to go northwards of 80. Yep. And bust Big Billy Kikau. He's going to struggle against mm-hmm. the Sharks pack. He's had a weird year. He's kind of been up and down, but yeah, he's he's been running hard lately, and I've been, you know, it's been good to watch. But um, I think he's due a downer. Yeah, and even scoring tries as well. Like he's he's been involved, but just gets stints on the bench and goes through games without getting a single pass. It's um, and he also has that haircut. It's oh mate, it's still around. I thought that was a one week only thing. That's a bust itself. (laughs) The haircuts. 
Hey, how good. Um, mate, I'll go a little bit controversial here. So SJ, I reckon, will boom. He had a was looking like having a big game against the Titans last week, succumbed to injury. But my bust for this week is Nathan Cleary. Um, so I said at the, the top of the pod, I reckon he could be due for a 40 or 50 here. He's just been up for so long. I think the Sharks will turn it into a bit of a grind as they, they like to do. Um, I think they'll try to go, once they get a bit frustrated, we'll go around to, to Luai. The ball went through pretty much exclusively Cleary's hands last week against the the Warriors in the wet a lot of force dropouts all that kind of thing but I, I don't know I can see a little battle of attrition here and um, the Sharkies restricting Cleary a little bit here so that's why I'm hesitant to, to go VC or even C with him either way so, yeah, I'm uh, thinking this is possibly going to be the game of the round two really good attacking sides it could be fun to watch that's it a lot of super coach stars outside, on sorry display. outside of our game on Late Sunday, of course. <laughs> best, the best to last, mate. Cream rises to the top. All righty, mate. Broncos and Dragons. Speaking of an absolute cracker here up at Suncorp, um, I tried listing out the Broncos changes here. There's an absolute million of them. But firstly, Anthony Milford's back. The oh, boy, your boy. Is he still in your side? He is. It's so depressing. I was, gl- I was enjoying him not being there and being that AE nightmare, but I can't get rid of him. <laughs> Was he an AE nightmare? Were you playing him week to week? I wasn't. I gave up on playing him. Wilford stuck strong, but I gave up on playing him. I just benched him. And he's back. I can't get rid of him. He's like herpes, mate. Once you got it, you can't get rid of it. (laughs) Anthony Herford Milpy Peace <laughs> Milford it is. But um yeah, he was um I don't know, it could be one of those games where he just comes out of nowhere and, and has a good one here because I've heard rumors that uh I think it was Buzz Rothfield wrote a column and, and said one star player has been uh basically demoted, but they've called it an injury to save a bit of face. And they never revealed who it was, but uh, weirdly back a bit early from a I think it was a grade two hamstring tear. So is there any Conjecture, does he actually have a hamstring injury? Uh, he might have just got the meat sweats from a big night at Macca and <laughs> couldn't make the field. Oh, the poor Broncos. Anyway, mate, what else has changed for them? <laughs> much. So, yeah, Milford's back partnering Tom Dearden in the house. So, Brody Croft gets the cut, and I know Broncos fans are going to be super excited about that one. Um, Payne Haas out for two. Flegler's out injured. Um, so, the starting Front row is this week a Joe Offahengawi and Reese Kennedy. Mate, remember when the Broncos had the best pack in the competition? Just unbelievable. Uh, was that three weeks ago? No, it was, it, about, a, it was about round two. It seems a very, very short time ago that all their fans were gearing up for another stint at the Premiership, um, mm-hmm. Premiership Glory, and how great everything was going. So it's almost at the stage where you and I are feeling sorry for them. So we won't dig uh, the boot too much. Anyway, um, Jake Turpin broke his hand against Canberra, so he's back out as soon as he got back in. Isaac Luke takes his spots. Xavier Coates, he what he he did a hammy at training, um, ended up getting carted off. So another favourite of the Broncos fans, Jordan Carr, who gets to make his Broncos re-debut. Um, and then, as I said, Jameel Hopawide gets an, a return on the bench so he's going to be just a tricky spot for those guys that are still holding him if you're looking to run the loop or have a laid out or something Hopawati's going to kill you yeah, that's uh, that's not good news if you have had to make other trades and still floating around. But um, his points per minute is not great, so a bit of a worry there. Uh, is that it for the Broncos, man? I think. That's well, a I just have a note here on. in my in my piece that David Feeder he's been back two weeks now and has a seventy nine and eighty 
um, in his two games. So, is he someone you're looking at? I don't know if I can trust the Broncos anymore, but is he someone you'd be looking at as a trade-in? Well, not not personally, but I think um, a lot of people will go the Crichtons, um, you know, Torhu maybe even, Tavanga, whoever it might be, over a guy like Fafita. I know he scored a try against the Bunnies and uh, early line break assist and all that sort of stuff helped last week. But if I just look at my second row as it is now, and this is before bringing in Crichtons, I've got Harris Maddo, Tino, Bateman, Taumalolo, and Bo Firma. So if I was to bring... Um, McInnes down from second uh, from hooker, like there's just no room. It's yeah. it's such a stacked position this this year um, that I'd rather get a guy like Crichton in um, than Fafida. He, he's I don't know a bit more heavily reliant on attacking stats. Uh, doesn't get sort of the bust and all that that a Crichton does. So I don't know. And he's a Bronco, so that also sways me. But um, I can see the merit in the option there. He looks basically as of this week their only real attacking threat. So with the the door basically hitting him on the the backside on the way out, he might be looking to to show them what they're missing out on. So I'd, I'd back him in. Are you looking at him? Uh, not seriously. I know he's pretty cheap for what he can do. Um, if I can find his price just real quickly, because he was only about four five forty. No, less than that, five hundred one. So he's jumped up to five thirty um, now. And he's got an average of 72. So he's still really underpriced. But, yeah, I just – the Broncos is so decimated and and so just all over the place. I don't know if he can keep scoring at 70s. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, without the try, I think it was a try assist. Uh, like, if those go away, then he's you know hitting a forty or a fifty, which is a bit of a worry and and someone you you probably can't really bank on. But it is for feeder. He's a gun player and um, he's, he's a regular attacking stat merchant. Yeah, right. So could do worse than bringing him in, especially at that price. Uh, the Dragons, mate, not much doing there. Paul Vaughan coming in for Tristan Saylor on the bench. So whether that's a sign that Mary's reign of terror is over and there's no more weird um, halfback yeah. rotations mid-game, not sure um, Not sure what's happening there. But um, anything else of note for the Drags? No, just that they've got a new coach. Um, <laughs> Who so is it? It's um, Dean Young. So that's he gets right. to coach out the year. But you, you know that old theory, that old uh, – a team always performs well the week after their coach gets sacked. They p- turn up and play for the new coach, whether it's a new game style or something, but they always put in a real big game. But I'm just concerned the Dragons played that game already against the Eels. They came out and sent Mary off with a win, and they looked not great, but they played well. Um, so have they already run their race? Yeah, fair call. Um, obviously, a lot of emotion coming out of that one. And, um, yeah, maybe a bit of a hangover here. So you're getting the Broncos fans rather excited. Does that lend itself to a, a controversial boom and bust from you, mate? Could do. Could do. I think my um, my boom this week is going to be Matt Dufty. I, I still think even though I, I am worried about the Dragons, I think Matt Dufty has had a big year. He's still... He's had a couple of quiet weeks now, so he'll be looking to bounce back. And the Broncos are just conducive to big fullback scores, whether they're strong or not, or they're in the game or not. So I think um, Matt Dufty's up for a big one. Um, and my bust, I think, is going to go to Cam McInnes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why is that? Again, he's, he's playing at lock, so he's not had as good scores at lock as he 
has in the number nine. Um, and Paul Vaughan there adds another big, strong body on um, to the forward pack in that rotation. So whether they, they switch out Kerr to um, the lock when Paul Vaughan comes on or something like that, but I, I feel like he might get a, a few less minutes this week and probably maybe not the attacking stats that we've become used to him seeing. So maybe I'm just hoping because I don't own him. But. Could potentially be it, mate, but it is playing the Broncos. So if he's going to score a very soft try through the middle, it will be this week. So I don't know, hoping as a new owner from last week that he uh, can continue on his, his pretty decent run there. So interesting call. I like it. Um, for my boom, I've gone Benny Hunt against the old side. Um probably playing 80 minutes at hooker there. I reckon he'd be up for this one. And uh, unsurprisingly, Anthony Milford is in the bust column. No way. So. That's weird. <laughs> well, he's won the award that I do, the flopper of the week, every every time he basically steps on the field. So why go against the trend? Yeah. Um, Titans and Raiders, mate, I'm really liking this game. Saturday uh, afternoon up at the Gold Coast there. Uh, a couple of big shuffles around for the Titans. Yeah, the Titans have been really good of late. Um, Anthony Don, the godfather of Gold Coast, he's back. So he takes his place on the wing. Uh, Philip Sammy is also back in. And young Tonema Pia moved into the centres to cover for Dale Copley's um, peck injury. And as we said, Corey Thompson just gets dropped. So, I mean, I can't get around that one. But as we said earlier, I'm not the coach. It's not my decision. Um, Jai Arrow is out and the shuffle that they've decided there is bringing Jared Wallace on who had a really good try last week um, coming off the bench so he comes in to start at prop and they've bit moved um, Fodawaka into lock to cover for Arrow so that's I think if you're an owner of Fodawaka that's really nice yeah, it's an interesting play there. I don't think he's – I can recall him playing at lock before, but given the lack of depth in this Titans pack at the moment, that definitely firms him up in the rankings there for potential play for a guy like Payne Haas, who we'll, I guess we'll get into in our, in our last segment of the pod there. But um, a very interesting shuffle around for mm. them there. Yeah, um, I like it. I've just – I've just had a look at the judiciary update. They've called Perinara in. He's given his yeah. uh, five cents. They're now getting some uh, guy with a wig to, to talk about how much of a good bloke Kevin Proctor is. Mouth comes away and makes contact in a biting. It's going to go on for a while. Yeah. So I think we'll circle back no to need. that one there. <laughs> As we said, both firm are on the bench for the Titans. Should be the beneficiary out of that one, depending on how that result goes at the judiciary. Um, anything else on the Titans, mate? No, I just made a note in the article too about Jay, uh, AJ Brimson. He's been like really good the last couple of weeks. He had that one twelve against um, someone, uh, and then a sixty eight last week. And um, so his they who shall not be yeah. Made. I, I didn't want to do it to you, but um, fullbacks against the Raiders have been really good all year. And even Darius Boyd played pretty well last week he had 60 points so um aj brimson in form up against the raiders could be a sneaky vice captain play or or captaincy if you're really really brave yeah interesting play i mean a five eighth option if you haven't brought him in last week and need to move munster on or whatever it might be there but um he's, he's backed it up that was the worry whether he could put two good games together which he did, a handy one last week. So, yeah, sunny old day out at the Gold Coast. It looks like the weather is going to be pretty good for about a week in good old Queensland. So could be a very much an attacking game here. Uh, Raiders, nothing much doing there. Young starts at lock with Ryan Sutton benched. Um, anything for the Raiders, mate? No, that's about it. Um 
Corey Harawir Naira. He's not an option off the bench, but I think we spoke about it on Saturday night. He only played about you know, like thirty minutes and had a sixty-five score because he just he's back to his best running. Um, so if he can sort of jag any sort of uh, starting position to end the year, he might be worth a sneaky buy. Um, hmm. Other than that, John Bateman's been outstanding lately and is running that Keegan Hipgrave this week. So if you're Ooh, not which- an owner, uh, it might be a long game for you. Yeah, that's it. Especially with the Broncos last week, he absolutely killed it out there. But I really liked his combo with George Williams, even Curtis Scott. They linked together against the Cowboys as well. So it looks like that right edge is going to really um, have some spark to it. So Nick Kotrick there as well. So Keegan Hipgrave, uh, yeah, the absolute machine, probably due a sin bin or two. So that um, could be great stuff for, for Bateman, even George Williams owners. If you're still hanging on to him, you reckon you'd, you'd play him for this one? Yeah, you'd think so. Actually, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to, I think. The the combination that George Williams and John Bateman, even from their England days, they've they came in with a combination already. So they're always looking for each other and they're playing off each other real well. Oh, I like it. Could be a, a very, very Huge attacking game, this one, as we've said. Uh, boom and bust, mate. Um, I've gone, my boy, my new trade-in, Brian Kelly, for the boom, have to. And then Jack Wyden doubling up on the bust here. Called it against Wenham last week. I'm going to ride that high and uh, say that he might be the one that misses out in a highly attacking, statted game. Uh, thoughts on those ones? Degree, yeah, disagree? That's going to be funny. Oh, it's a shame we can't sit and watch this game with Wenham again. That was quite the ride. Wenon has left the chat. <laughs> um, my boom, I'm going to go with Mo Fodawaka. I like him in that lock position, so I'm really excited to see him there. And for the bust, oh, it's tough, isn't it? It could be any number of guys. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Nick Kotrick. He, he had a ton last week. Um, I don't think he backs it up, not against the Titans. I think they, they shut him down a bit. So he'll go sub 40. And they're not going to turn up, not against the Titans. is a phrase I did not think I would hear in 2020, but um, here we are. What a crazy old year when we're talking about the Titans up like that. But um, no, big call, I reckon, um, unless it's the the centre scoring or something, I'm sure Kotrick will find some ball. But again, it's been inconsistent all this year, which has been the worry with him. So could easily turn up, could easily go 20. He could. He could have me eating my hat, but um, I'm going to back it in. Rocks and diamonds like it. Uh, Tigers and Roosters, mate, an interesting game here um, down in Sydney, I should say. Uh, Tigers, <laughs> big Alex Tall named on the extendeds. He's, he's not quite there yet. I don't know if that's just them foxing and he's due back, but uh, heard anything? I, I think he'll be back. I think he was due back this week. Um, Physio might have some more information if everybody wants to get on his Twitter and ask. But um, I think he was every intention of playing this week. So I'd be surprised if he isn't included, um, but it might just be off the bench. I'm not actually sure. Interesting. So anyone who might be looking to bring him back in or if you've held on to him, uh, hoping there for some good news coming some of the, the laid outs for the team lists there. Um, anything else for the Tigers, mate, before you talk me through the Chooks? No, nothing really. Um, I just did want to make mention of Chris Lawrence. He just played his 250th, I think, last weekend, the weekend before, um, and just announced he's going to retire at the end of the season. So he's had a really good career. Um Obviously, not super coach relevant, but 
just been a solid player for the Tigers for a long time. It'd be sad to see him go. He was like speedster of the competition, wasn't he? On on arrival, he was it was he a center one stage. Or, yeah. He started in the centers, yeah, and and say he was the guy um, before some just truly really painful hip injuries. Remember, he dislocated his hip; it popped out. Oh, yeah. He was on the field, so that slowed him down a bit, as you would think it would. But um, he's just he's kept going, and he's just been sort of the heart and soul of the Tigers for such a long time. Yeah, well, that's it. Um, yeah, long career. Hopefully, all the best for him in retirement. Pretty smart bloke, smart bloke from what I hear. So, uh, all the best to him, mate. Um, Chooks, they basically cannot take a trick. Orbo gone, wrist injury. Kiri gone, looked horrible. Rip injury for him. Lockie Lamb, he was out as well. Syndesmosis. Kyle Flanagan and Drew Hutchison are the halves this week. Um, they're not the worst pairing you could uh, put together. Hutchison's um, been waiting in the wings a long time. He played all right when he had to, to come on the field last week for, for Kiri. Set up a try at the end there as well. In their only try, I think it was. So um, he'll fit in nicely. BMOS back as well. JWH is there to firm up the Ford pack. And Freddie Lussick named to debut on the bench. So a couple of interesting ones there. Kyle Flanagan, obviously, if you've still got him, uh, he'll retain the kicking duties, you'd imagine. So does that mean a guy like Takayahu, who we'll talk about in detail a little more later on in the, the final chapter on who we might be trading Payne Haas out, but does that impact him in any capacity to you if you're looking at him for an option this week uh flano coming back and, and getting the kicking duties um i don't think so i think if you're going to bring in takiaho you disregard any kicking points that he might get because they're not a certainty um as as good as they are when he's on um they're not part of his regular game and he can push out 60 to 70 point games re- without them so if you're going to look at him, you don't even factor it in. JWH, mate, what do you reckon that does to him? I think it's, is it a couple of weeks Hargraves has been out and in that time uh, Takiyaho's had to step up. Do you think that has more of an impact? JWH got owned by Hetherington only about two weeks ago, didn't he, in that Warriors game? So He had, did, great, great little battle. And didn't hasn't been out all that long. Um, but, yeah, it, it might have been that Takiyaho has had to step up and, and fill the void, so to speak. Um, but what I do like about the return of JWH and they've got Jake Friend and, and Takiyaho is their, their full strength full uh, front row lineup. Um, I know they're still weak out on the edges and at um, lock from what they usually are, but hopefully those front rowers can lay a nice solid platform that Tedesco can start running off and, and get back to his best. I know you've called him as your um, unpopular play of the week to be the bigger call than mm. um, Cleary, but um, you know I'm hoping that starts with a solid forward foundation. Yeah, that's exactly it. He needs to be sniffing around for those offloads, which Takeo can do, Hargraves can do especially. So uh, it's been probably their, their downfall. They just haven't had a lot of go forward over the last couple of weeks. So hopefully with that return, it um, could spark him in to some good stuff. And that's why I've got him. Yeah, we'll go to the boom and the bust. Teddy uh, for me and then Luciano for my bust. Um, the guy's been heavily reliant on attacking stats. I think if you've got him, he's turned into a bit of a safe play while the, there's absolute fires all around you. So... Um, I don't know. I can just see the the Chooks turning up a little bit more in defense here. They had a very poor week last week. So 
Uh, Robinson will be right onto that. And I can see Luciano getting shut down, uh, albeit against a, a weaker pack. But um, I don't know. I can see him hitting a 40 or a 50 without a try or a try assist this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you reckon, Luciano bust? I'd like to hope so. He's been killing me of late. I did look at him a couple mm. of weeks ago, but I just. He's been playing well, but it has, as we know, it's been up against some weaker competition for the Tigers and they're starting to get into the, the real um, the contenders of the competition now. So, yeah, I, I think that's a good call. Um, your boom bust of the week? My week, boom. going to ask you, who plays opposite Nofo? So who's playing on the left wing? Oh, boy, I've got to channel my inner Wilfred Z here. I am going to say that it will be Ikevalu. Yeah, I think well, then he he's my boom. So, so we know the um, deficiencies of that that centre pairing, centre wing pairing with um, BJ and Nofo, so I think the Chooks will take advantage of that. I know the Dogs did last weekend. They ran down that side as often as possible and had a lot of success, so I think the Ch- Chooks will take a lot out of that. Um, and um, Nofo as my bust of the week. I think he really runs into a wall. Be cool. Everyone's been talking about it. Like he's got the poor, the tough run coming up, and and whether he becomes a another sort of a pod trade out now that he's had the massive score mm. and sort of zig there. But um, I don't know. I reckon even against tougher opposition, he might still be coming in looking for the work. And uh, we saw the Roosters get done last week, so they're every chance doing it again. But yeah, um, I'd say it's one thing to come in, and he does. He comes looking for work like Rapana of old, but. It's one thing to do that, but he's just not going to get those tries again. Like the, you look at the Tigers run home, they got you know, Roosters, Panthers, Seagulls, Rabbits, Storm and Eels um, for their last six games. That's brutal. That is a brutal run. Mm. Um, what benefits them is this Roosters team is just a shell of their premiership winning side. So they've probably got a bit of luck there. But, um, yeah, I don't think he gets the attacking stats this week. Fair call, mate. Uh, Bunnies and the Eagles on Saturday night there. Um, Not too much doing there. Bailey Surinan into the second row with Liam Knight out suspended. So Cam Murray retains that lock jersey as he did last week as well. Uh, who else we got? And for the Manly side, Marty Tapau back from concussion. Georgie Tafua back as well. Brendan Elliott, unfortunately, has done his ACL and has gone for the season. Ruben Garrick slots into fullback for him. Uh, Gazuski out. Gerbo back to lock. Started at prop last week. Not that it did too much to him. And Corey Waddell onto the bench. So, yeah, a couple of interesting shuffles around, but I think the main one super coaches would want to have seen for both sides. There's Marty Tapao back. Interesting play. Any other thoughts? Any other big news? Well, Adam Fanua Blake got named in the number 21 jersey and um, Manly have said that they're happy with how he's progressing and hoping to have him back sooner than the round 18 projection. So whether this is just a bit of smoke and mirrors from Desi or they're actually looking to bring him in on game day. I'm not sure, but um, he's one to watch there. Very interesting, mate. All right, boom and bust for this game. I've gone DCE to be the boom. I reckon he had a bit of a weird. He scored a try last week and gets a 40. He scored a try against us and gets a 40. 
So he just needs to not actually score and he will go large. He's a tackle-busting machine at times. And um, I know I can see the bunnies falling off a few tackles here. They gave up two tries to Morgo. So <laughs> um, anything can happen, surely. So I reckon DC will have a, a bit of a bounce-back game. And Luttrell, mighty Luttrell, I reckon he's due another 30 or 40. Tough week last week. I reckon the slide might be on for him. Thoughts on those two? Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. So Latrell has been looking better, but just can't get it done like he used to. So I think it's a good play. For me, I like Marty Tapao to come back and pick up where he left off. He was on 75 points before he got knocked out of that game two weeks ago. So he's been flying lately. So I'm hoping he comes back in and does the same thing. And for a bust, Cody Walker, uh, as you said, Morgo scored two tries last week. They're down the right-hand side against um, against the Rabbit. Cody. Yep. So against Cody. So he's going to be targeted, and um, I think he's going to bust this week. Yeah, he is rocks or diamonds, so it could be a fair few rocks there. So no, I don't, don't disagree with their... Yeah, either. So interested to see how this game turns out. I really can't get a read on the Bunnies this year. And Manly, they've fallen in a heap, but they need to start winning. So. Yeah, Manly have sort of been up and down. As I said, I, I said to you, I think, on the weekend that looking forward to the game as a Knights fan because Manly were depleted. They didn't have front rowers and they didn't have Tommy Turbo and they didn't have this and that. And they took us to the wire. They looked like for all money they are going to beat us last weekend. So they can come out and play really well in their day and they can come out and get beaten by just some dud sides. So it depends which side turns up against the Bunnies. Should be a good one, mate. And Dogs and Warriors Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. here. Um, Again, the Dogs not much doing in terms of super coach uh, here. Matt Dora, who mentioned from the top, comes in to start at second row forward. Shouldn't be necessarily looking for cheapies this late in the year, but for whatever reason, if you still want to make cash, there he is. Uh, Jake Averillo named at 17, bit of a tough one for any owners of him. AE Nightmare stuff there. Uh, Tolman onto the, into the starting side, Jeremy, Jeremy Marshall King as well into the number nine jersey. Katoa and Luke Thompson shifted to the bench. Marcelo Matoya dropped right out. Interesting one there for me, uh, Hopper back yeah, at your fullback. Boy. So your boy, I was my right. boy. I, chat, I talked about him for weeks and weeks and weeks. Then he finally got injured. Uh, he's back now, available at centre wing and fullback. Any love for him? There's always some love for Hopper, and he's just a solid. He's not that attacking guy, but he'll just get a solid 50 to 60 week in, week out. So if you're looking for a nice, safe play, he's uh, going to be at the top of your list. I hadn't even really factored him in. We talked about the whole center wing gamut last week with Wenon, and this guy's name didn't even pop up. He was so far out of my um, out of my mind at the time, but um, well, uh, third, I think he had a so pretty... Out of sight, out of mind. What's he priced at? He's currently 468k with a break even of 92. Well, so, yeah. Uh, two in his rolling average, I just noted. Yep. So, he's going to drop some cash too. He might be good for the last three or four weeks of the season. Yeah, what has he got? He's got the Warriors this week, Raiders, Titans, Manly, Souths, and Penrith to finish off. So, not the not the worst run there. Um, but again, it's the Dogs. I know Hopper was doing some good stuff uh, before he left. Finished, uh, had an 80 before that a two-point game. So he's definitely got a good game at fullback in him. So I'll be watching him with a bit of interest there. But um, anyhow, we'll just see how he fares coming back from injury. Uh, anything else on the Dogs before you go through the Warriors, mate? Um, yeah. How have we not mentioned that Aiden Tolman is a try-scoring machine now? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. White line fever. He came within a uh, bees, you know what, of getting one. Was it two weeks ago when he took the, <laughs> the shot? 
<laughs> the quick tap uh, got pulled down. Almost didn't score last week as well. Yeah. He doesn't make it look easy, but he gets there. He runs like a busted nut, but, geez, he's getting over the line. Inspirational stuff, mate. Uh, Warriors? Yeah, not a huge... Lot of changes for them. Um, Patrick Herbert got dropped, which again is a, is a bit unlucky. I think he's been playing pretty well. Not that I've been watching him super closely, but um, he gets replaced by Hazy Perham. 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 That'll do. He comes into the centers, and Adam Pompey um, shifts over to the wing, um, and uh, Isaiah Papalis comes into the run side um, thanks to Katoa's suspension. So Jack Murchie. Um, comes on the bench. What did you make of uh, Jastavanga last week? So I don't think you're an owner. Oh, no, sorry. You I'm are, an owner. You brought him in a couple I'm an of owner. Weeks, so. I really you- love his game. Yeah. He gets through some work. So I made a note of this too. He punched out 1.51 ppm for the game. It was huge, except he only got 37 minutes of game time. I. Why is he not getting played? Why did I bring him in? <laughs> He broke him. It was bizarre because you you watched it. He didn't do much wrong. He he made a couple of errors, but uh, throughout the game, he was getting so much done. It it can't be a a fitness issue, I don't think. He was playing 50 minutes the last week. It was a a massive drop for him. I don't know whether it was just the game. Like It was in the balance at the time, so there was no reason not to have him back on. Um, I thought he was sticking his tackles. It's yeah, just probably getting, one of those bizarre I've got to jump on Wolf's minutes tomorrow and see if there was anything outlandish. I don't know if I missed a HIA. I'm pretty sure I didn't, but I just don't think no. he got played. Yeah, a lot of owners were uh, were tearing their hair out for that one, but I reckon he could be he bounce, bouncing back here. Um, if there's nothing else, or is there anything else on the Warriors before we jump into boom and bust? I don't think think so. There's a young kid by the name of Paul Turner named in the 18 jersey who's supposed to be a real talent, um, but whether he comes on or not, I think he's just there for cover. But um, I'd be, I'm would be i looking forward to seeing him actually get a chance because he's supposed to be a star. Oh, there you go. Good stuff for the Warriors. Uh, my boom for this game, mate, Tavanga, your boy, I'm backing him in. I don't own him, but um, he's a very tough watch because I've got Tohu Harris there and Tavanga comes on and just steals all the balls, steals all the tackles, everything that, that Tohu was doing. So I reckon with a, a few extra minutes in this game, nice Arvo game, hopefully a dry track for him. Uh, could be bumping away from the likes of Aiden Tolman, the slower sort of forwards there. So I reckon he'll have a big game, 70 or 80 for him. And Hopper, I've just gone bust out of hope, so I don't have to uh, consider him too much <laughs> in the back end of the year. It's more, more hope than anything, but I reckon he might take a little long to uh, to get back into to full gear. So that's my boom, that's my bust. How about you? I like Roger Tuovasashek as a boom this week. Fullbacks have been scoring pretty well on the dogs for the most part of the year. That's, you know, Teddy had his 200-point game and and Turbo had a 150 or something earlier in the year. So I think um, if RTS is going to go big, it'll be this week. And for a bust, it doesn't really matter. It could be the whole game. <laughs> uh, as long as it's not Torhu Harris, mate, that's my <laughs> only, uh, only super coach player in this one, I'm pretty sure. So uh, anyone but him would be nice. Yes. So maybe just the Bulldogs. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sorry, Dogs fans. All right, mate. Uh, the last time you were on here, we were talking about the Knights v. Cowboys and um, got the chocolates in this one. And I, I have forgotten about this, but did I stake bet you on ladder positions on this? You did, yeah. Uh, I thought that was last year. I had a horrible flashback. Yeah. 
Preseason fake bet, Knights v Cowboys. So, as yeah, we were absolutely awful in the last matchup, and you used towed us up. I remember it vividly because I hadn't seen you know with COVID and everything going on, I hadn't seen all my mates for a long time. So. Tarina, my wife, decided, let's get everybody over. We have a big barbecue and all your friends can watch the footy with you. And I was I was livid watching that game. It was an get awful experience. I was like, they should not be here. I just want to swear and cuss and there's little kids running around. So it was a really well, bad game. But, yeah, we are above you much on the ladder. So it looks like I'm due for a stake at the end of the year. Well, you've got a nine-point buffer. It could be seven after this week, though, champion. So, it could be a nervous wait, I'm sure, as the Cowboys climb the ladder to see the year out. Um, But I'll let you take this one, mate. Knights and the Cowboys, there's not too much changes for either of us. But, yeah, go talk me through how the Cowboys are going to win. That's... It's over, mate. It's over. The Knights are going to really come back out and put put it on you for the embarrassment you served us. In round five, I think it was. Um, but Dan Safidi, he came, made a comeback from that knee complaint and then went back off with the same knee injury after 26 minutes, just felt awkwardly in a tackle. So he gets replaced by um, twin brother Jacob and Pasami Solo comes onto the bench to cover them. Otherwise, it's unchanged. For the Niders, um, and just, you, are you a Ponga owner? You're a you have to be right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I'll carry him for the rest of the year. I think it's been incredible the last couple of weeks. For five round average of ninety seven point eight, uh, which is obviously being bumped up by last week's one seventy two. But I know you don't won't like the stat, but the Cowboys have been really bad against fullbacks. So um, I will be more than likely captaining Ponga for the second week in a row. It's a long, long wait though with your captaincy. It's always the worry. I guess you've got, you know, for if whatever, you know, bad luck you can be cursed with. You got Tamalola there as well. You could ship the captaincy yeah, too. But I know people just hate doing that late Sunday Arvo game. But um, uh, depending on the weather down uh, Newcastle way, I'm not sure how it's looking. But um, I mean, dry or wet track, it could be a, a day out for for Ponga. So very concerned. He'll be stinging after um, that loss as well. Got that late no try call against him, which uh, he was not impressed with. So I can see them absolutely carving up here against us. So a little concerned here. But you know what? We've got uh, Reuben Cotter in for Jake Granville in our only change. So yeah, sticking with the side. Awful close to uh, a win. And um, it's uh, a shame we didn't get your reaction on video. The other night, so that would have been one. Oh, just basically head in hands, gif, any anything like that will uh, basically sum up how I was feeling for about twenty minutes after that game. But uh, luckily, the beers kept flowing and uh, mood improved as the Broncos night didn't. So, you know. well, you got a free meal out of it after winning um, steak bet. You on that awful whiten. Oh mate, didn't that uh, didn't that turn into a, a good one for me there? I'll take it when I can, and Wenon seems to love giving them away. So, no, absolutely uh, enjoyed that one. But yeah, it could be a tough afternoon here, um, mate. Who's your boom? Who's your bust? Well, boom is Ponga. As I said, I'm going to captain him. Um, all things going well, so I can see a huge one for him. And uh, the bust, uh, do I say it? Do I do I do it? Michael Morgan. Don't do it, mate. Oh, no. How could you, how could you <laughs> curse him like this? I've yeah. actually gone the opposite. If you are sticking with Morgan, no, okay, um, no, it's got to be Ben Hampton. He has just been a bust all year, hasn't he? Uh, you know, outside of opening two, three weeks, but Ben Hampton has just looked awful in your halves lately. I, I, I guess in some good news, I heard that Val Holmes is pretty close to a comeback. Um, 
So he'll be back in the next week or two, but you guys will just be absolutely fain to get Val back in number one so Drinkwater can move into the halves and get Hampton, I don't know, back in the Townsville. I don't even know because Drinkwater was so poor at defence in the halves spot, so hiding him away at the back there is probably where he belongs. So I don't even know whether they put Val on the wing or what the go is, but for whatever reason, Benny Hampton just is the uh, Teflon player in the side and, and can't be touched. So um, you selling him as a bust this week is kind of me like saying Ethan Bullimore or Jamil Hopawadi will be a bust. So yeah. weak call. Very <laughs> okay, cool. Um, mate, for my bust, I've gone uh, for my boom, I should say, Morga, of course. Never going oh. back against him. Absolutely going to tail up uh, twin tons for him, I reckon. And Kalen Ponga, just to, to rub it in there, he'll be the bust, <laughs> I reckon. It's, uh, the Knights' form is to um, go very terribly against the, these um, poorer sides. So, I don't know. Could and every another... chance you can get to hate on an ex-cowboy, you will, so... Oh, it'll be Inari Tuala and Kalen Ponga toweling up. I just know it. I don't know where the hell Tuala pulled this from, but uh, for whatever reason, he's, he's turned into a, a gun player down with you guys. So, anyway, all the best to him. Right, we've gone uh, well over time here, so I reckon we'll uh, skip the center wing chat because we did that all to death last week and just talk briefly on a potential pain Haas replacements. So it might be because you were carrying Carrigan and Haas in there, which a lot of people were, mm-hmm. and they're sort of scrounging around. So personally, I'm not going to bother because I've got Clemmer in there and Carrigan, so I can stick with them. But uh, if you had to make the trade because you got two weeks of a 600k player on the sideline in the front row position, uh, I've jotted down a couple of options here. But uh, first, is there anyone you would have your eye on above all else? Um, front row? In mm. the front row? Only front row. Only front row, yeah. Um, I don't have Clemmer, so he'd be someone I'd be very seriously considering, um, but you do, I know. And um, so outside of that, I do like Josh Papali. Um, I think he's he's really underrated as a super coach prop option. Like he can go on these big runs and he, we can see, we've seen him crash over the line time and time again. So I really like him on the run home. I don't mind that at all. He had a very bad week last week. He played first 45 uh, minutes straight and then they just really didn't need him because they pulled away big time. So in a sense, that sort of helped him in the back end because he's got a bit more of a, uh, you know, freshen up, you know, missing out that back end of that game. So I, don't know, I really like him for the bounce back there. Not, not a bad shout at all. I'm just trying to bring up his price here, but um, it's still relatively affordable. Uh, 555K, so making a, a bit of money out of that trade. So I don't mind that. There, I've, I've got one down there, interesting play here. Um, you, you did mention Marty Tapao before, pending whether AFB comes back in. I think that does tend to make a big difference there. So if AFB gets ruled out midweek, I'd be going a guy like Tapao at uh, pretty handy, 525K. That was raring to go. was rested with concussions, so nothing you know, muscular or anything like that going forward. Um if I was really trying to pot up, though, and you talked about him, Mo Fodawaker for the Titans, uh, 67 last week in about that many minutes, uh, got a great points per minute, and this week just looks like the week for him because they're, they're dropping like flies there. Yeah, so, I, I love that call. I really do. If we could get word that Arrow is out for a significant um, amount of time, I'd love the Fodawaker call. I think it's a really good one. 462k um yeah I, I think he's got a lot of upside in this game we've talked about him a lot he's fallen away just because his minutes have uh but yeah if there's any sign that he's going to start getting consistent big minutes 
particularly playing through lock like he's uh, named here. That could be a, a great run home option there, a very much a pod play. Anyway, we'll quickly uh, close out the pod with our captaincy and trades. So I've talked about bringing in Brian Kelly for Tommy Talao. Thanks for your service, Tommy. And I'm saving the trade. So, yeah, we've got to there save go. uh, 12 all up in total to see, including this week, to see the year out. So I've currently got 10 trades. I've got to find two to save. So I'm going to use this week as that week. So just got some eye on some players for next week. So only trade is B. Kelly, who I'll be vice-captaining and captaining Teddy, as we talked about. So um, keeping it relatively safe there. Backing in Kelly, it's chasing last week's points, but I can see um, good stuff from him against the Raiders tackle-busting machine. How about you, Champion? Uh, I still have Will Kennedy and the Hammer in my center wing, so I've got to make an upgrade there. Someone I'm looking seriously at is Josh Mansour because um, I, I think Penrith have a really nice run home. And as I said, he doesn't score a lot of um, tries, but I think with the opposition they're going to be facing on the run home, he's he could jag a couple. So I really like him as a as a um, to close my season out. I don't know what his ownership is. Did you just yeehaw me like on it, Josh Mansell? I yeah, do. Okay. I like that play. Well done. Cool. Um, and I was considering a harsh trade out. Not that I really need him, but I do have a. Um, a dual position front rower and second rower in in my front row bench. Uh, sorry, second row bench. So I can flip him up, play to Pow and Carrigan for a week or so and get like a John Bateman if I need to. Oh, I like it. Um, 30,000. If uh, the guys around you don't have Bateman and he goes quite large, I could definitely skyrocket you up the rankings. Captaincy, vice captaincy. Uh, I haven't looked too closely when it comes to my article this week, but my captaincy, as I said, I'll be going with Ponga, and I'm going to take you on squarely, and I'm going to vice-captain Cleary. Oh, big shout. Well, we've gone the opposites there. I've gone the, the bus Ponga and uh, sorry, the bus Cleary as well. So interesting place there, mate. Uh, we'll see who laughs or yeehaws loudest. At it'll the be you because I have not done well this year, so I can almost guarantee it'll be you. Oh, mate, negative, negative, Lakey. You'll be back, champ. <laughs> oh, mate, I told you, I'm going to win this next year because the amount of bad luck I've had this year has just been ridiculous. So I'm winning the comp next year. Word of advice, don't start with Anthony Milford. Don't but I'm end. sure you didn't need that. No, I've, I've <laughs> learned that mate. somewhere. All good, mate. Anyway, it's been great to chat. I'm glad you've had a massive day on the, the firstly the keyboard, now the microphones. You've got Teamless Tuesday up and running. If we could just check finally, is is Kevin Proctor in or is he out? Uh, refresh of this tab here. What have we got? They're still deliberating. 10 p.m. The panel is required to take blah, blah, blah. They are not done yet. It They're is 10 done. p.m. and there is still. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Well, stop the presses. Kevin Proctor found guilty of biting. He's there gone. Bo Firma, how you doing, son? Yeah, you're in the side, hopefully. Uh, interesting. They haven't named the length of, of time on the sideline, but after all that, Kevin Proctor finally found in <laughs> guilty of biting. Terrell Fumona, you can wake up and uh, try and remember why you're there. Uh, we'll see where Terrell ends up. Anyway, mate, it's been great to chat, and I'm sure I'll hear Pleasure. from you next week. If the Cowboys win, if uh, if not, it's been great to see you this season. Yeah, that's it. If if the Knights drop this one too, this might be the last pot I do for the year, guys. So it's been an absolute pleasure. Anyway, cheers, mate. Catch you. Talk up. to you next time. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.